0: And welcome back to another episode of the Happily Ever Brown podcast. My name is Suhani. My name is Peel, and we are your co hosts for today. Today, we're joined with a very, very special guest, Alicia Gupta. Alicia Gupta is a female model, dance instructor, podcast host, and micro influencer in the Bay Bay Area and Austin. She began her journey on TikTok as a professional dancer, combined with informative storytelling about social justice issues.
1: She utilized a marketing degree in order to empower youth and help students combine impact with professional life. After her international podcast series, she is currently working on a documentary series about media. In her free time, she enjoys modeling and creating content for South Asian, women-owned, and clean beauty and fashion brands. Hi, Alicia. How are you? Doing well. Thank you for having me on today. We are so excited to have you. Could you just introduce yourself really quickly so our audience and us, we can just get to know you a little better? Yeah, for
2: sure. I think you guys captured most of it, but hi everyone, my name is Alicia. I am currently a senior marketing major um, in Austin at UT Austin. Um, And most of what you said about my background pretty much hits it spot on, but on my free time, I like to do a lot of keynote speaking mostly about South Asian activism, as well as dance professionally and instruct in the Austin and Chicago areas. Um, and do some micro-influencing slash just brand partnerships and content creation for different brands, but again, kind of surrounding the South Asian or wellness and female empowerment um, areas.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. So before we get into anything, we just kind of want to know your experiences as growing up South Asian. What did you experience, like some of your unique experiences, anything you want to share? Yeah, for sure. Uh, This,
2: I feel like is a loaded question can take it a lot of different ways. But I always like to start with just my relationship with my parents, because I feel like that definitely dictated a lot of my upbringing as a South Asian individual. Um, I I say that because I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes in the South Asian community as to, you know, how we're grown up, especially in the United States, uh, our parents being quote unquote strict or being restrictive and I've seen it um, with certain families like by stories of my friends or family friends, but I feel really fortunate to say that the relationship I had with my parents definitely dictated a lot of my uh, experience as a South Asian growing up in that I felt like I could always have that open line of communication with them for anything that I needed. Um, And it definitely helped me later on in life when I was facing certain insecurities or certain instances that made me feel a little bit um less welcomed in a community I was able to go back to my parents and have that line of communication and have kind of a support system to fall back on so that's definitely like the grounding aspect as my upbringing as a South Asian um and I never once felt like uh they were too strict for certain boundaries or not um which definitely is not universal throughout the entire community But something that i was fortunate to have other than that i think growing up as a south asian definitely affected the way that i lead life one such example is just the fact that i grew up in the bay area in california and i think certain parts of the bay area are known to be quote-unquote toxic for different reasons but really um you know, kind of forced this competitive nature in terms of how people are succeeding in school and definitely altered the way that I looked at myself and I considered myself smart or not. Um, Another example of me growing up as a South Asian is the fact that being in the Bay Area also definitely had positives. So it allowed me to stick to my culture and really kind of go a harder into the dance community and stay connected to those cultures and experiences through facets of Bollywood dance. Um, and then finally the last thing that really I think shaped my experience as a South Asian, um, and my bicultural identity is the fact that I did go to a Catholic school. Um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of what I talk about today in terms of minority representation, microaggressions, it was definitely altered based on that experience.
1: Well, personally, I did not go to a Catholic school, but I know Suhani did.
0: So yeah, so- I'm going to one right now. Oh, and, yeah. And I guess, like, times have changed because... Or maybe because we live in Canada and it's, like, much more... I guess more divi- diverse than the States. But honestly, there's a lot of diversity now. So that's b- nicer to see.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like even for me... um, growing up uh, like Canadian, Asian, I guess, South Asian, Canadian. Um, I also did have factors just like you did who that like helped me integrate myself into our South Asian community better. And one is dance, which is um, me, Suhani and I, we both did Bharatanatyam together for a really, really long time. And I guess that really helped us like just shape ourselves into becoming more, um, I guess, South Asian. <laughs> how did like how did your dance um impact your life would you say yeah
2: yeah for sure first I just want to I guess hit on the fact that like it's amazing to hear that that diversity is present in Catholic schools and my brother actually went to the same school as I went to and he had a totally different experience Um, and he felt welcomed he felt like there weren't as many microaggressions as what I faced and so I guess just to call out that experiences are super individualized um, and not I guess can't be generalized mm-hmm. across you know all schools or all people even going to the same school um, just as like a heads up that it's nothing against I guess the Catholic school itself but perhaps yeah, yeah the time and place in which I was at mm-hmm. um, but in terms of my dance experience um, I think that was really a saving grace for me uh, in in connecting with my culture but also connecting with myself and being more confident in my identity. Um, I started dance when I was like three or four years old and I did uh Ras, Gerba, um, some Kathak, although I was never really that good at Kathak. <laughs> um, uh, and then kind of transitioned on to Bollywood and certain yeah. Bolly fusion aspects and being a Bollywood dancer, I think not only got me listening to you know the music and watching the movies, but allowed me to kind of find a community and a safe space for me to connect with people who maybe had the same upbringing or experiences that I did and loved listening to the same music that I did and things like that outside of school. Um, and so that was obviously really great. I think the one thing that I did face, and there's obviously struggles going to going to come up in different instances of your life but at least for high school one thing that I faced was Bollywood dance in my school wasn't very well known in a way or well known yeah maybe maybe it was a lack of understanding or maybe it was um you know the fact that they hadn't really been exposed to it at that time but some people actually when we were performing in a quad were making fun of us in the background and making like silly tiktoks of mocking our dance. And so there did come a point to my life where I was insecure about yeah. the dance and the fact that maybe I didn't have as much Western training, but I think turning that insecurity into- A strength guess, perhaps. Right, yeah, like maybe diving even deeper into it and making it yeah. on my personality or trying to educate more people about it or trying to fuse it with more Western characteristics um, really allowed me to overcome those.
1: Yeah, for like um, having people around you not know like not knowing what your like you your know goal. like where your interests are especially like for me I know that um back like maybe four or five years ago when I was dancing um Nadiam, I would try to like explain to my teachers you know like yeah this is this is the type of dance that I'm learning and, it's like, Indian classical dance. But they would always, like, try to, like... Because my teachers were all white, right? And they were like, um, so is it, like, Indian hip-hop? Like, what, what is it? Yeah. Hip-hop? Is it contemporary? And I was like, no, it's just Bharat Nadia. I'm like...
0: And another thing, like, I think, like, a year ago, me and Phil made this dance. Uh, it was a Bharat TikTok that we just made. Yeah. and posted it. And, like, people at my school were, like, sending it around and making fun of us. And it was yeah. just...
1: I was like that's ridiculous it's like come on we're so far into the future now I feel like this isn't something that we should be partaking in making fun of other people's talents and culture I
0: think it's just a lack of awareness potentially
2: or like lack of understanding that there's so much diversity that needs to be celebrated
0: I know yeah so moving on to the next question kind of relates um what were some of the specific insecurities that you had experienced growing up
2: yeah for sure um it's funny, because I, whenever I think back to insecurities, obviously, they're shifting. Um, but they started heavily in high school and with my Catholic school experience. So a lot of what I talk about and a lot of what's driven my work to today has been because of my high school experience. So if I'm bringing it up a lot, that's mainly why. No, it's okay. Something for us to learn from, because we're still <laughs> in high school. I hope so. I hope so. But Um, physically, I was really, really insecure about a lot. Um, I was insecure about, you know, how dark my skin was, or how Mm -hmm. how wide my hips were, or how hairy I was. And I think those are like natural things being a South Asian that maybe I just wasn't as exposed to people who looked like me post puberty. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was comparing myself to a lot of the white girls at my school, Um, a lot of like adverse effects in terms of like, bleaching my 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 skin to become lighter or, um, you know, not not wanting to eat as much to try to become skinnier. Um, luckily, never to the point of like hurting myself. Yeah, of course. Badly, but just certain insecurities that really took a toll on my confidence as a whole Um, and altered certain practices. I remember there was times that I would straighten my hair three or four times a day to make sure like there was not one curl in it because I hated my curly hair so much. And I ended up damaging my hair completely. And coming to college, I had to like chop it off and start over again because of how damaged it was. Um, So those were definitely some physical insecurities that I went through. And and just mentally, I also never felt like I was valued for anything more than my brain at that time. Um, So there was like comments made that people were asking stereotypes. me stereotypes yeah yeah just like things that you wouldn't expect like you see in tvs and you see in comics you're like oh that's funny but that wouldn't happen in real life but it i happens. have like guys coming up to me yeah. asking me you know did your parents feed you math equations for breakfast like how silly is that you're in high school <laughs> you know? oh my god, it's that's like a typical stereotype um but that's that... actually so shocking because like you yeah. wouldn't even think that someone would say that i know i was shocked when i heard it too um because I just thought it was funny, but it wasn't even the fact that they said it, it's the fact that it kind of made me feel like as a South Asian, my only identity was to become, you know, the model minority and be like as yeah. smart as I could possibly, possibly be. And so in aspects where I felt more creative or in aspects where I felt like I wasn't as smart as a certain subject, that is where a lot of my insecurity started to play mm-hmm. in. Um, and so. It really took, again, like I mentioned at the start of the podcast, leading to my family to kind of gain like this sort of acceptance that it's okay for me to do more creative things in my life. Like now I'm a marketing major um, and I pursue dance side on the side and I want to model yeah. and I want to create, And a lot of these things aren't necessarily your traditional or stereotypical like South Asian careers. Um, so it's kind yeah. of balancing that with certain pressures of society.
0: Yeah, same. it's so nice how you're able to like branch away from the stereotypical South Asian career and really be successful in what you're doing it's really yeah. amazing to see it's honestly so inspirational because like
1: for me I wanted to go into science for so long like you know become engineer but just recently <laughs> I have figured out that I do not want to do that or go into that field but you know like business it's really cool and I have fun with it so yeah yeah
2: You'll keep going through those changes. I think like even for me right now, there's other insecurities that pop up in the creative fields that I'm in um, within the South Asian community itself. But I feel like having someone to lean on and having communities like what you guys are doing right now to just have that open yeah. conversation is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, of course. It's refreshing to just share our stories and just be able to relate with one another. I know it's so exciting to hear like what other people have been through because it's honestly so relatable all like all the time yeah and kind of moving on to the next question you said that you you have been dancing since you were three years old which is amazing and so you've been pursuing that and modeling so have there been any like challenges or struggles that you've faced in that industry as a south asian
2: yeah definitely um Oh, I don't know where to start. I think in the beginning, it was a lot of my drive came from the fact that uh, I didn't feel like there was enough representation as a whole for the South Asian community. Yeah, um, And so that kind of, you know, challenge was where do I start? You know, this is a huge thing to tackle. Where do I start? How do I be the representation? Um, I didn't really have any background and I still don't have a lot of background in Uh, you know, modeling, for example, or even content creation, I never took like a videography class dance, luckily came a little bit easier to me in terms of being able to dance and train more frequently, because I had connections in those areas since I was very, very young. But other other things like speaking and modeling and content creation, I had no formal practice in. And so the biggest challenging challenge there was trying to be the representation that I wanted to see. And that's a really commonly used phrase these days, Um, but I think that kind of leads to where the challenge evolved too. So now we have a ton of representation, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I feel like you see more and more, especially in the content creation side, powerful South Asians who are representing, you know, what they wanted to see as little girls themselves and trying to break uh, physical stereotypes in the beauty and fashion industries, or trying to start businesses that have products centered around, um, you know, South Asian needs. But with all of these companies, I think my challenge now is facing this imposter syndrome, where it started that I didn't know where to start. And now that I'm kind of in the industry or trying to be in practice in the industry, it almost feels as if I don't deserve to be in it because I don't have as much background as some of the more successful people. Um, And I feel like imposter syndrome can happen in any field that you're in, regardless of the degree of practice that you are. But right now, my biggest challenge is figuring out how to create space, not only for myself, but for others, um, and strip away that imposter syndrome, that there only has to be one person representing a certain field, um, where there can be many, many content creators of equal importance uplifting each other.
1: Yeah, and so like that's your way of like overcoming that feeling that you're kind of getting right now with your like as you've said imposter syndrome. So that's yeah. like how you've overcome it. You know what?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I think that and also realizing that everyone definitely has their own timeline. Mm-hmm. Um and so you know, there's a time and place for when you're going to find inspiration or you're going to find motivation or you're going to find whatever your niche is. And that can change as your experiences and opportunities change. And the opportunities are not a zero sum. And I think that's something that was really hard for me to internalize and still hard for me to kind of wrap my head around. Like if someone else, for example, right now, my feed is all New York Fashion Week and South Asian New York Fashion Week. Yeah. I thought, you know, if, x y and z person gets invited to this show then there's no space for me to get invited this year or next year but opportunities don't work like that um and it's yeah, you can't about, force them upon you Exactly. yeah it's it's about celebrating the, the wins for the community as a whole and if you do happen to get those wins or gain those opportunities making sure that you're bringing other south asian creators or people there alongside you
1: yeah of course that's like an amazing way to put it honestly because everybody has their own set way of moving I guess moving on with life and there is no like strict deadline for anybody about what like like people might have goals obviously people have goals but like with these things that you can't really force them upon yourself even yeah definitely of course yeah so like you said um uplifting other brown creators right and that's obviously amazing so like what is like some advice that you could give to other young South Asian girls to even just, like, just for positivity and, like, for them to have confidence in themselves, to grow that confidence.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things for me that really helped with confidence is uh, not thinking that I was, quote-unquote, different. I think <laughs> I went through a lot of high school um, putting myself down and thinking that, you know, I'm different and I'm being acted a certain way because I'm different in a negative connotation. Um, and I think overcoming that mental barrier that yes, microaggressions can happen. Um, but a lot of those microaggressions might even be internalized. And because it was so internalized, because I kept thinking that things were happening to me for a reason, instead of for me, yeah, uh, that, was a toll on my confidence for the longest time. And then when I was able to shift that mindset in, you know, these are the cards that you're dealt, but there's so many different facets and avenues of turning those negative experiences into positive ones for not yeah. only yourself, but your community, then that motivation started to kick in a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely. really good advice. Um, I like... Sorry, yeah. go ahead no, I was just going to kind of, just say, like, how that was amazing advice and saying that, like, oh, you're pretty for a brown girl and, like, all that, all of those compliments, compliments and air quotes are, were very internalized and not... I still get
1: those. I still get those. And you know what? It's all, it's honestly just about, like, believing in yourself because why would you ever take that as something that like you know I don't want to keep that with me pretty for a brown girl like what does that even mean <laughs> like why can't I just be pretty because
0: I'm pretty
2: yeah and I feel like you can't ever control what people are gonna say to you yeah obviously uh, if you can change the mindset and how you view that then that's the most yeah. important.
1: that's I think that's the biggest thing because even right now in school, so many things happen all day. And I'm like, what is going on? They say the most out of pocket things. And I'm like, how can you go around saying that? But I just have to remember that not everybody has like, I guess the perspective and way that I view things right in like, whatever way that they mean things, I might not mean it the same way. So I have to work on personally I still have to work on changing my mindset because sometimes it becomes very negative for myself and I just feel like I need to have that mind mindset shift I feel like it's really important what about
0: you Mm -hmm. and just like focusing on the positive side of things and Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah so
1: Alicia do you have like a final message or anything like Final, I guess, yeah. You would like to say to... Final words to
0: say to our audience. Like
1: young brown brown girls, South Asian girls?
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing I would say to all those South Asian females out there is I would really recommend you to uplift your roots and connect with your community as much as you can because there's so much we can learn and so much we can gain in terms of support from our community. But at the same time, don't be afraid from venturing out and gaining those different perspectives and being able to connect with people that don't look like you and don't share the same stories as you. Cause I feel like that's how we learn and that's how we change our mindset to become more confident at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, and like like, kind of just explore what what your um, ethnicity can take you. Like Suheni so and I, first time starting a podcast, it's been really cool. And we're so lucky to have amazing people on our show Not show, podcast, sorry. (laughs) Just like you. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being on our podcast.
0: It's really nice to hear all of your experiences, unique experiences, and just be able to relate with one another and learn new things. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, and thank you for having me and
2: doing this podcast. Um, And I'm hoping everyone who listens to it definitely gains something from it.
1: Thank you so much. Bye bye Bye. See you guys next episode. Okay, I stopped it. It's still recording.